the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello, this is No Butts About It. I am Josh Butts, sitting in my dining room in Indiana with Chuss, who is in his basement in Pittsburgh, with his very loud bird, Latavius Murray. Um, we, there's simultaneously a lot to talk about and, like, nothing to talk about at all. Like, there wasn't any huge storylines, although I did have a rough day yesterday, so I may have missed one. So uh, I don't think you missed anything. Uh, nothing super to the point where I was like, um, like blown away by, you know, like nothing that was like too out of the ordinary. I mean, most of it, most of the headlines I saw were like, oh, teams got eliminated. This player did well. I think like most of them were just like positive highlights, nothing like negative or Jarrett Stidham played well. He, uh, I think he had three touchdowns. I think he's the only other quarterback to throw three touchdowns against the 49ers defense besides Patrick Mahomes. So he's in good company. Yeah. And, um, Mike Evans had like three total touchdowns. Dude, Mike Evans was balling out. I don't remember if I said this on the podcast or if I said it after, um, the podcast when we were talking, but Mike Evans hadn't had a touchdown since week four, I think it was, but I was like, I got to ride or die with him in fantasy. And I rode and he championship weekend. I'm in the championship. He he's helping me out. I love it. Austin Eckler, another guy who had a great game that dude, he's, he's just a touchdown machine though. Yeah. Eckler, I, I feel like, you know, Eckler needs a lot more credit than he gets. Um, he is definitely a top back, and um, I really enjoy uh, watching him play, I should say. I, I think that's, like, the best way to say it. He's a very good player. He's very agile. He can, he can run, and he can receive just an overall all-around great running back. So, Undrafted free agent from, I believe, the 2017 draft class. So definitely was – people weren't expecting him to be as good as he is. And like you said, yeah, he's kind of made himself into a top 10 running back, in my opinion. Um, good receiving threat. He turns his legs. Strong dude. Super nice guy, it seems like. He always gives away a signed jersey for people who have him on his fantasy team each week and if they win. So, Josh, he's definitely... um, funny enough, so you have Eckler starting. Are you about to win your championship game? Uh, so we do the way we do it is we have two rounds. Like oh, so you, you have your round two, two weeks, weeks per round. Yeah. Okay. The reason I say that is because Eckler's doing a contest that if you have him on your team and you win in fantasy, that he's giving away a fantasy championship ring. 
which is very cool. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I saw that on Instagram uh, earlier this week, I think. Um, it was either earlier this week or like right after uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, but I saw it and I thought it was really cool that um, he's doing that. Because usually, for those of you who don't know, Austin Eckler for the last two seasons, I would say, three seasons maybe, um, if you had him on your fantasy team, you took a screenshot, sent it on either Twitter or posted on your Instagram story. Um, I'm not sure about all the other social medias, but Twitter and Instagram for sure. If you would have sent a screenshot, tagged him in the post, and said that you won with him, you would be entered into a random drawing to win a signed Eckler jersey. Or right. as the weeks had progressed, uh, there was also um, things for like uh, video congratulations saying like, hey, you know, Josh, congratulations on winning this week or something like that. So there's been a lot of cool things that he's done. And then in this case, he teamed up with a championship fantasy ring thing. So if you have him on your fantasy team, uh, don't forget to enter the contest if you win the championship, because that would be pretty sick if one of the listeners or even you, Josh, wins. So I do not have Eckler on my uh, fantasy team for a win. I'm I'm a man of – or Eckler is a man of the people, and I have a man – who always makes sure to draft the man of the people. Uh, the other thing is from yesterday, and obviously Bengals and Buffalo still have to play. That's going to be the best game of the week. It's Monday Night Football. It's going to be fun. I'm making nachos for it. It's going to be a party. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, nachos, nice. We got we got Houday Nation meeting Bills Mafia. It's going to be lit. I, I've been reading the forums. Cincinnati, the bars are already crowded. People are taking work off. It's the day after New Year's. They're like, what's one more day? They've got Bill's Mafia down by the river. The jungle is taking over Cincinnati. It's it's going to be a great and, and not only are they uh, the jungle's going crazy, but they're also on their knees thanking the Steelers nation so much right now. They're like, oh my literally gosh, crying oh my gosh. thanking calm you down, guys because of the that's not, that's not happening. We are... Not rooting for the Steelers. We're happy the Ravens lost, just to clarify. Mm-hmm, but sure. but with, if we would have lost, you guys would have been like, ugh. Yeah, we would have we would have said you guys suck. I mean, that's how it goes. Yeah. But next thing you know, <laughs> the Steelers and the Bears. Are you going to let me – I promise I'll let you talk about the Steelers later. But I want to talk I, about I, the I playoff know, but, picture. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So the AFC playoff picture, the – uh, Chiefs are seed one right now. They have clinched their division. Buffalo's number two. They've clinched their division. Bengals are third. They've clinched a spot, and with a win tonight, would clinch the division, which Chuss is alluding to. The Steelers did help with that. Jacksonville is number four right now. They have not clinched the division or a playoff spot, but uh, they got one step closer. They do need to beat the Titans next week, though, to make it to the playoffs. The Chargers have clinched a playoff spot, and uh, they that was kind of surprising because they struggled at the beginning of the year, even though everyone thought that they were going to be a Super Bowl team. Anyway, at 10-6, and six, they've clinched a playoff spot. Baltimore Ravens have also clinched a playoff spot at 10-6, and six, and the seventh seed is still up for grabs. The teams that are fighting for it are Miami, the Steelers, w- with their – chance to make it. Uh, The New York Jets have been eliminated. The Titans are also fighting for a spot. Basically, whoever wins between the Jaguars and the Titans next week 
that is going to be who's going to the playoffs. And then the Cleveland Browns, Las Vegas Raiders, Indianapolis Colts, Denver Broncos, and Houston Texans have all been eliminated on the AFC side of things. And on the NFC side of things, the NFC side of things, we have the Eagles, of course, are the number one seed. We have the 49ers, my personal favorite to make it to the Super Bowl, is the two seed. Vikings are three. Tampa Bay in the or Tom Brady in the Buccaneers are number four. And I mean you just can't count that guy out. It's he's so dangerous in the playoffs. Number five, you have Dallas. Number six, you have the New York Giants. And number seven, sneaking their way in right now is the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, Detroit can still make a move for that seven seed. You also could have the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. He's another guy you can't really count out who might sneak his way in there to that seventh seed. Uh, Seattle's playing the Rams. Detroit's playing the Lions. Uh, Detroit is playing the Packers. I cannot, I cannot speak today. The Packers are playing the Lions. The Washington Commanders have been eliminated. The Saints have been eliminated. Panthers have been eliminated. Falcons have been eliminated. Rams have been eliminated. And the Cardinals and Bears have been eliminated. So really, it is only uh, the Lions, Packers, and Seahawks who are fighting for that seventh seed on the NFC side. And I, I really want the Lions to sneak in. Um, you know, it's it's just always a very interesting uh, playoff picture every single year. I also want to clarify that the Steelers do not have a 0.1% chance to make it. They actually have a 17% chance to make it. So please get your statistics right. <laughs> no, they, they did coming into this week. It was like 0.01%. No, it was a 3% chance. Oh, and, but, uh, 17. There was no 0.1% chances. Uh, that was more or less when, you know, Houston and LA and all of them were trying to make it in. But one of the things that I always found a little interesting right now about the NFC right now is the fact of the matter is is that san francisco is only one game out of first place and the, the eagles are on a two-game losing streak and as of right now we haven't heard any word about jalen hurts coming back in so Minshew will be as of right now starting in week 18 we don't know based on the injury or the you know if jalen hurts will come back early for week 18 to try to get that number one seed or if they're just going to let him sit out for the last week so that he's good for the first week of the playoffs or not and hope that Gardner Minshew picks up a win this week but (laughs) if Gardner Minshew and the Eagles lose this coming week in week 18 I believe that the Eagles if I am not wrong play none other than the New York Giants at home so it would be a little bit of a better uh, situation Uh, the 49ers will be if the 49ers win the Eagles lose Vikings also lose, even though I'm pretty sure the Viking the Vikings are ahead, or the Vikings are below the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Vikings lose, Eagles lose. You know the 49ers could get that first buy, could get that first round buy, and I, I don't think anybody's talking about it right now because everyone's just assuming that the Eagles are going to make it in. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm not wrong, that the Eagles. No, you're right. Will, I'm looking at the. They'll make it. They should make it in. Theoretically, they should make it in because then at that point. The only thing is, is right now uh, the Eagles have that one game over 49ers, but um, because it's they're 13 but, and three, and the 49ers are 12 and four. But how that changes, I don't know how it how the tiebreaker is for the NFC for the NFC right now. Um, so they so might here, actually get that first round by. Here's the thing: the Eagles are one game ahead, like you said. So if San Francisco wins, they're playing the Cardinals. Brock Purdy, I believe, is undefeated as the starter. 
So I don't know why he would suddenly lose to the Cardinals, but, you know, it's the NFL. Uh, I Have the Eagles played the 49ers? Because that's where that head-to-head would go if they haven't – if they have played. If they haven't, I think it goes to division, the division record. The last time the Eagles and 49ers played was last year. I don't think they played this year. So they haven't played this year. I think it goes to divisional record then, in which case the Eagles, they've only lost three times this season, but two of those were to their divisional rivals. The 49ers have never lost a divisional game. Which Uh, is very big for this time of year, considering. So Also, yes. And furthermore, if the Giants – the only reason we're talking about this is assuming the Eagles lose to the Giants. That's another divisional loss. If the 49ers win against the Cardinals, that's another divisional win. So maybe maybe you want to make the argument, okay, the Eagles play in a harder division, da, 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 that's why they're losing to their divisional rivals. Okay, sure. Or maybe the Eagles just have a really easy schedule. And when they play teams that know their weaknesses, they actually lose. I mean, you look at who the Eagles played this year other than their divisional rivals, it was it was should have been more than likely light work. There there shouldn't there is like if you look at the Eagles schedule from this entire year, okay. Like mm-hmm. they played they played starting back on um, the first game of the season. They they played the Lions, who didn't start getting hot yet. The Vikings, who also hadn't started getting hot yet. They beat the Commanders. They beat the Jaguars by eight. They beat the Cardinals by three. They beat the Cowboys by a little bit. They pretty much abolished the Steelers. Um, they beat the Texans 29-17. Um, the Commanders beat them 32-21. They beat the Colts by a point. They beat the Packers by seven. Uh, the Titans was a blowout, whatever. They blew out the Giants. They beat the Bears by five. Um, the Cowboys beat them with the backup. And then the Saints picked up a win this week. It's a very up and down thing for the Eagles this year. I'm not saying that um, the Eagles are a bad team because they're not, because no matter what happens, if you're winning games, it really doesn't matter how you win the games. It's all that matters is you've won the games, but statistically on paper, the Eagles should be a better team than how they're putting up points this year or letting in points considering you, you how do you, you you can't lose by or you can't win by one to the Colts like if you're supposed to be some 13 and 3 team you're, you're, you should have won like 28 you know 16 but it, it, it kind of stresses it's it, it I don't know about me but it's got to stress out a lot of those diehard Eagles fans out there just a little bit and especially with Jalen Hurts out there is a chance that the Eagles may not be the first, number one seed they may not get that by the 49ers might sneak in and then Next thing you know, the Eagles are playing, as of right now, Seattle. Right. That's, so I'm looking at the 49ers schedule, and they started the season off kind of rough. Though. They played some decent teams at the beginning. And so, let's see. They they lost to the Bears 10-19, which has surprised me. I forgot about that. Same, they lost to the Broncos, too, 10 to 11. But the one thing I'm noticing that's consistent, and I mean, the offense has changed all over because you've had Debo getting hurt. You've had uh, how many? Three quarterbacks. You've had Trey Lance, who started the season, Jimmy G, and then Brock Purdy. 
And then you add Christian McCaffrey at some point during the season. I forget which week that was. But that is – it's there's a point in the season. It looks like it's around uh, October 30th against the Rams was when the 49ers really took off. But the thing that's been consistent all season has been their defense. Their defense has not allowed oh, – didn't allow over 30 points – except against the Chiefs and the Falcons. No, nope, just the Chiefs um, is it? and the Raiders yesterday. So the only two teams that the 49ers have let up a more than 30 points against has been the Chiefs, which, okay, the Chiefs are a phenomenal team. If you're letting them up every week, that's fine, but they've got a shutout against the Saints – they only allowed Tom Brady and the Buccaneers seven points. The Dolphins, 17. Um, I, this 49ers defense isn't talked about enough, and they're playing very well. They're playing very good football. And one of the things that they always say, and this is always a saying that always has gone back for years and years, is that defense does win championships. If you have a solid defense, then you have a very high chance of winning. Now, granted, like, you know, sometimes the defense slips up, just like in that overtime win against Vegas, you know, earlier this weekend. I mean, it was not what I was expecting, especially from Vegas losing 13-10 to the Steelers, you know, not putting up a lot of offensive points and not doing anything really on defense to them going against a team that is, like, playoff bound, the second the second-seeded team in the NFC, and having, like, a blowout game against them. Like, it's just – it was crazy, but, like – the thing with the 49ers is they haven't been consistently doing that to like these mediocre teams and Vegas had a lot to prove after the week before. I mean, you lose 13, 10 to the Steelers, a game in which you should have won. It was a terrible game. Cold. Why? Like weather was terrible. It was super cold outside. It was just an overall bad game just to go in and like have a new quarterback start. Cause Derek Carr didn't start this week. So it was the other guy. Um, and Jared Stidham. Uh, yeah, Stidham. So, um, Stid so, him. He's that guy. Stid him. Well, Stid him also still couldn't crush <laughs> up an OT. So, <laughs> so it still didn't win. But, um, but yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's very interesting outlook from the 49ers' perspective. And the Eagles, although I do think that they are a good team, it's all of a matter of right now they're going into the playoffs cold. I mean, if they win this week against the Giants, it might be a little bit of a different talking point, but. One of the things that you always want to stay hot is, is they said it, the announcers even said it best, and, I, and I'll even just reiterate it. You want to be hot in December. If you're a playoff team, you want to be hot in December because mm-hmm. going into That's January, you always, the Bengals are, have won seven straight. They are hot. They are hot right, right now. Yep. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I, they are hot. Like, there mm-hmm. are teams that are hot. And then you have like the Tennessee Titans who are cold. I mean, the no, Steelers. Yeah, and the Steelers are heating up just a little bit. I'm not saying a lot, but I am saying a little bit, just because because I know you'll get I know you'll get mad. Hype your boy, hype your boy, Tomlin. Okay, but but in fairness, they have they've only they've in the four games this this month or in the last couple of games since TJ Watt has come back, um, I believe that they have been six and two, so losing to the Bengals okay. and the Ravens. So they've lost, they lost to the Bengals at home and then they lost to the Ravens at home. And then we beat the Ravens away. And then um, 
we beat what, the Carolina Panthers, the the Raiders, um, the Colts, uh, the Saints, and yeah, so, all big wins. I mean, hey, you know what? A win's a win. I even <laughs> said that earlier. It doesn't matter how you win as long as it counts. It's just the reason I mentioned it with the Eagles was because it was a little concerning considering the capacity and how great this team is being hyped up about for them mm-hmm. to to be in such close games. You would expect that more of a hype up from Latavius Murray, who is very excited right now. No, well, um, he's, he, you're hyping up his team. No, he's very excited. I'm not, I'm not hyping up the Broncos, but um, no, you're hyping up the uh, Steelers though. And he's a, he lives in Pittsburgh. So he is a Steelers fan. And he is a Steelers fan. Although his last name is his last name or his name is Latavius Murray. So, um, but we, um, we have a um it, it would make more sense if that um like the 49ers had a lot of this excitingness like a lot of this hype because at that point it'd be like okay yeah the 49ers are undefeated but it makes sense because you know they have a solid defense and they're playing good on offense and blah 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 but as mentioned they're not being talked about it's a lot of the eagles talk which is fine but also you have to look at the numbers statistically and right. um, the Eagles at times don't always look like the better team in the NFC. Now, can that change come playoff time? Anything can happen in playoffs. Like when it comes to Tom Brady, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady and the Cow- uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers defeated the Cowboys. Like I n- would not be shocked because I can't remember the last time the Cowboys beat the freaking Buccaneers. So, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady ran in and made it to the divisional round. I do. I think he'll make it past the divisional. Probably not. But I mean. You never know. Anything can happen in the NFL. You could see Seattle topple the Eagles, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have freaking um, San Francisco playing um, Seattle just for the fun of it, and then the forty, and then freaking Tampa Bay plays um, just another random team, I guess. Any, any any team really. I'm just just throwing out things. Like you literally have them play um, the freaking. Um, but let's say even the Vikings lose, you could have the, the the Buccaneers go up against the Giants, and the Buccaneers could just smoke the Giants. Or they could. Mm-hmm. It's just like any of this can happen. Like, or they could play the Vikings, and they could beat out the Vikings, who are a very inconsistent team. Which mm-hmm. I think they are relatively consistent, but not always. Because how do you beat how do you beat the Bills, and then? get blown out by the Cowboys only putting up three points the following week after a huge win like that. Well, Jair, so Alex- Jair Alexander lived up to his word. He said, hey, Justin Jefferson's game against me, that was a fluke. I think he had like 184 yards or something, which Jefferson's been going off all season. He Most of his games he's had more than 100 yards, which is insane. He's on track to beat Calvin Johnson's record. If he hasn't already, I haven't looked. But Jair shut him down yesterday. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. You can't have that happen. You see, when that happens, all of your other rivals, all your other opponents are going to see that, and they're going to be like, oh, apparently if we just shut down Justin Jefferson, you guys don't know what to do. Which, yeah, that's not saying like Adam Thielen's doing nothing or TJ Hawkinson's doing nothing, but – the 49ers could shut down Justin Jefferson. I have no doubt that they could. And they have would have no problem keeping Adam Thielen and TJ Hawkinson from having big games. For, they're going to force them to run the ball. 
Yeah, and Dalvin Cook would have to run it. Right. Madison. And, um, mm-hmm. or Matison or however you say his I name. I think it's Mad- Alexander Madison. Yeah, that would probably make the most sense, I hope. But, um, 40, but yeah, they lost, the Vikings lost 41 17 to a now considered hot Packers. At least I can say, you know, they're almost pushing into playoffs, which is kind of crazy to me because I wrote off the the freaking Packers in November. But, but they're inconsistent too. And that's the thing. I mean, a lot of these seventh seeded teams are very inconsistent coming in. So it, 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 will they make any noise in the playoffs? Maybe not. I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for there to be a time where the seventh seed actually is going to be good. And it might be, it might be this year. Maybe Seattle ends up being that guy or maybe, Whoever makes it on the AFC side, whether it's the Dolphins, Patriots, or Sears, maybe it'll be that team. But, but the thing about the Vikings, though, is um, I just wanted to go off on a little tangent. Was that the same video? I don't know if you saw this, but um, they they like it, it was like an incompleted pass, and then one of the players, I think, on the Packers started grittying right next to Justin. Yes, Jackson. yes. Jair Alexander did that. Jair yeah. Alexander did that. Yeah, which that, I thought was awesome. <laughs> that was that what was so they funny. were focusing on um, because Dreyer said it was a fluke. He was going to shut down Justin Jefferson. Everyone was like, okay, dude, you're nuts. Because Dreyer Alexander, phenomenal corner. Don't get me wrong. Super inconsistent, though, at times, which is a problem. But yeah, if you played, if you yeah, played he had a great game last, yesterday. I was going to say, if he plays as inconsistent as he did you know, yesterday – I, he he would be a top cornerback all the time, but as you said, he's just so inconsistent that it's just very sad to see such inconsistency go to waste of of a player, you know, in these big crucial games. But then, like in this game, he like picks it up. But then maybe next week, you know, this coming week, the Packers might fold or something just because of him. And you would hope not, because obviously you want to see the best for these teams and these players. But like, uh-huh. you don't want inconsistency. And and that's that's why I'm the 49ers just they're, they're so much fun to watch. They can beat you on the ground. They can beat you in a passing game with with Mister Irrelevant, mind you. They're not starting like some elite quarterback, but they're starting Brock Purdy, who's undefeated in every start. Um, the only game he's played in where they lost was the Chiefs, and he had a whole nine passing attempts. He's thrown 10 touchdowns. He has four interceptions, which not phenomenal, not bad though, for what you're expecting here from him. Um, he's six foot one, which is a little short for a quarterback, but not too bad. The dude, he, he could be writing a story here. The storyline is there for the 49ers. I don't get why more team, why more people aren't talking about the 49ers. They've, their defense has played phenomenal. They got Christian McCaffrey in the middle of the season, which huge story right there alone. You're starting Mr. Irrelevant, and if Mr. Irrelevant goes on to win a Super Bowl his rookie year, that beats what Tom Brady did because it took him to his second year, and Tom Brady wasn't Mr. Irrelevant. Now is Brock Purdy going to go on to win six more? Probably not. Maybe not. Maybe he will. Maybe Brock Purdy is the new GOAT. Who knows? But now – the 49ers are being faced with an issue of what do we do? We have Trey Lance, who we used the number three overall pick on in 2021. 
We have Brock Purdy, who was the last pick in 2022, but he's playing well, and he's gotten more playing time than Trey Lance now. And then we have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's going to be a free agent, and he's always kind of stuck by us, but he's going to be a free agent, and we have three quarterbacks that we could seemingly start. I have the hot take that you personally go with Jimmy G and Brock Purdy. Let, you know, that be your quarterback room. But then it's like, did we waste a pick on Trey Lance? Maybe you can trade him. How much money is Jimmy Garoppolo going to want? These are all questions you're going to have to answer. But it's a good problem to have for the 49ers, in my opinion. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of infighting. The 49ers are just that NFC team. It's like, this could be a story. Furthermore, if you uh, if the 49ers make it to the Super Bowl and they end up playing against the Bengals, guess who the Bengals lost two of their three Super Bowls to? The San Francisco 49ers. You could have that rematch. Yeah, and then, and then this one you would want the Bengals, obviously, to win. You'd be like, well, yeah, yes, yeah, I know, but... But the story, the, the story there is just so great. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. No buts about it. Hot take. I think, I don't even know if this is a hot take. I just feel like people are going to get mad. Brock Purdy and the 49ers are better than Gardner Minshew and the Eagles going into the playoffs. Uh, well, even as a Gardner Minshew fan, I agree with that. And the reason that I agree with that is because the Gardner Minshew has gone in for two games and they have lost both games. Uh, Brock Purdy has been in for what, five games now? And he's won all five. Um, I think he's six and zero as a starter. Yeah. Six so and zero. So, so yeah, I do agree with that. I don't think that's really a hot take. I just think that's just statistically accurate. I, it's just, he's doing better. He's throwing better plays. Like, I mean, Minshew did well in the Cowboys game, but it wasn't enough to win, unfortunately, because I really like to see Minshew succeed. I'm a big I'm a big Minshew guy but in this circumstance they have not been good and they are cold right now and I'm hoping for the Eagles and the Eagles fans for their sake that they win this week against the Giants to go even just have a little bit of heat going into the next week no, but no I don't know how that's gonna go however we're wrapping however, Brock Purdy anyway um my point uh, with the 49ers, um, we were talking about the quarterback situation. An interesting idea idea for the 49ers, definitely, it does come into consideration with Trey Lance, but I think he's expected to have yet another surgery. Um, I think he's having a second or even a third surgery now. Uh, he could be out for a while again. Like, he may, I, So, like, <laughs> I, I don't know if you would even want to stick Trey Lance around. I mean, it might hurt your cap space, but you'd be better off dumping him somewhere for even a seventh round pick right now because dudes not may not even play. So, I mean, and, and the thing is, is like you said, Jimmy G, like you don't want to necessarily let him walk, but also like he's going to want good money. I mean, how about this? Did you hear about Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson might not stay in Baltimore. I know. I know. And you, you can see me smiling, but other people can't see me smiling. But yes, I'm Actually, smiling right now. Actually, my screen's frozen, so I actually can't see you smiling. Funny oh, enough, well, I'm smiling. Um, I have a huge grin on my face. Okay. Um, okay. I'm not a huge. How I'm going to phrase this in a way that the least amount of people will send me emails later about how wrong I am. Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback. 
I do not think that his playing style is sustainable. Here's why. I'm not a subscriber to the Lamar is a running back theory, but I am a subscriber to the idea that Lamar runs too much because he gets hit. And as he gets older, he's not going to be able to take as many hits. And it's not just Lamar. It's not like, oh, you just hate Lamar. No, I think Josh Allen, same thing. I don't think Josh Allen can go his entire career being the leading rusher on his team. You need to get a guy who, this is why running backs get hurt all the time, because they become the workhorse. And you can't have that on a team, because as guys get older, their bodies kind of start to wear down after those hits. Lamar, phenomenal quarterback, phenomenal thrower, phenomenal runner. But run, don't, he can't do everything. He can't continue to do everything. When was the last time the Ravens had a wide receiver who was considered a top 10 guy who was sharing in the load? It's been, it's been a while. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, you've had, you've had your fair share of decent wide receivers, but nothing where you're like, that's the guy. Like when I think of like top wide receivers, you instantly think of like, you're Justin Jefferson's. You think of mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase, um, and and you can just keep going and going. But like, you don't think about Baltimore Ravens wide receivers. You just don't. I mean, it's no. not something. When I think of the Baltimore Ravens, I think of Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Like those are the two guys that I think of, and that's the only guy that they really can rely on as a top receiver. I mean, J.K. Dobbins is kind of coming into the mix again, but he's been hurt for a year and a half up until this point. So now he's finally back in, but, but with Lamar, I, you, like you said, I mean, he, I mean, granted he's in his mid twenties. I think, I think he's in right. his mid, he might be pushing that late twenties. I think mid twenties is probably, I think he's like 25, 26, maybe a little older than that. But um, he, it, like you said, he, you can't run forever. Your, your players slow down. Ben Roethlisberger, going to a Steelers analogy here. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger was a big runner back in the day. He wasn't the best runner, but he was a runner enough that he could get those first downs. But the thing is, is as he got, as he got older, there were videos like as of last year, like seeing him try to scramble out of the pocket and him just fall to the ground. And you want to talk about embarrassing for Kenny Pickett getting tripped by (laughs) yesterday. Talk about Ben Roethlisberger trying to scramble and then tripping and falling and eating crap in the dirt after nothing happened and everybody was just like, Oh, Ben Roethlisberger is about as mobile as a tree. And I, and I think that was just harsh on Ben Roethlisberger as a point, but like, I think that as time gets, as time goes on, these people like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar, Lamar Jackson, who are big guys that like to run or are, you know, out of the pocket, spinning out of the pocket and stuff like that, aren't going to be able to do it anymore because it's just aging. I mean, you're getting to that point where like some of these top guys are going to get old. I mean, Tom, you know, I mean, Tom Brady was never mobile, but you can even see some wear on him a little bit. Not a mu- not mm-hmm. much. That dude's an elite quarterback at 45, but still, like, it's just – it is a lot to be said. And it's just funny because I think they offered Lamar Jackson, like, $250 million or something like that, and he wanted 200 of it guaranteed. And because it wasn't guaranteed, he said no. And um, I just think that's a very interesting story in Baltimore right now because if you franchise tag him – would 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 uh, Lamar Jackson be that guy to uh, sit out for the season and then return the following year to another team and play horribly, just like Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell did? 
or would he play out that year and try to get bigger money somewhere else? Or like, what, what do you like? What would happen? You know, like it's it's a very interesting story in Baltimore right now. Nobody's talking about because everyone's talking about Baltimore in the playoffs. You really need to consider the future for Baltimore as well. Yeah, he. So he he thinks he's going to reset the quarterback market. I think, but a lot of people have been pointing out the fact, like no one's going to pay him like what Deshaun Watson was paid. It's very unlikely anyone pays him what Russell Wilson was paid. Um, and he doesn't have an agent. He's doing all the negotiating himself right now, which I feel like hurts him more than it helps him. Maybe I'm wrong. Tyler Huntley last year, it was looked at, well, Tyler, we can just use Tyler Huntley. He's basically the same guy. We'll just replace Lamar with Tyler if we can't, but Tyler Huntley has not played well. You saw that last night. Yeah, I mean, you you did. I mean, Tyler Huntley, I mean, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's a solid backup, but he's definitely no starter for Baltimore, especially on a, especially in a, um, in a culture of winning in Baltimore. I feel like it's mm-hmm. very AFC, the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers have always had this culture of winning. And for a culture like, for example, for Baltimore to struggle um, would be very difficult. Like next year, for example, or the following year, if Lamar Jackson doesn't get franchise tagged or just sits out or something weird. Like, I don't think you could rely on Huntley to lead your team anywhere. And you could see Baltimore at the bottom of the ranking or the bottom of the standings. And like, in, you don't want that. The culture is going to be toxic. Like, you think I'm toxic? toxic? When when a team that isn't when a team that is always consistently winning does bad, like the Steelers. The Steelers made playoffs last year. The Steelers are still in the hunt this year. They were four, uh, 13 and three, 12 and four, two years, three years ago. So toxic on, so forth. Base. All I'm saying is the Eagles might be a little bit more toxic than that, but. All I'm saying is the Bengals have a culture of losing and they have always lost a lot. And for them to actually be able to be good for once, they're very nice and all butterflies and rainbows. Yes, uh, we are. Very, very much so right now. So, um, but then you get like the, the people like Baltimore and Pittsburgh who have always been at the top of the division, always been fighting for it. You know, it's a different culture there. So, um, and then you have Cleveland who just doesn't win anything. So rip Cleveland, you're at the bottom of the division yet again. Um, well, that's not surprising, but I think that's going to be all for today. I think we've made enough controversial statements for one episode. Um, 49ers are better than the Eagles. Lamar Jackson might be leaving Baltimore. Lamar Jackson's going to get hurt. He already is hurt. The Bengals, the Bengals culture is rainbows. <laughs> rainbows. The Bengals culture is rainbows. That's right. <laughs> is is uh butterflies and rainbows. Yes, butterflies and rainbows, baby. But That's in a good way. Are. But in a good yeah. way. This, this is not like is, that. Is not supposed to be some negative connotation behind it. It is. It is a good thing. You don't want a toxic fan base if you can help it. And yeah. right now, the yeah. and right now the Bengals fans are just happy that they're winning. And I some of them are. Some of them. You can tell who's not a real Bengals fan. Hey, all I'm saying saying is no matter what, you'll never be like that lady that I saw on Instagram a couple weeks ago that was a Raiders fan yelling at that poor, poor Patriots fan. But 
I digress. Continue your little, uh, continue your outro. I'm just saying the Bengals fans are awesome. Hootay Nation, you know, well, you know what's up. Uh, Bills bros, you're also pretty cool, but today you're our mortal enemy. Anyway, outro time. If you didn't enjoy the show, forget about it. If you enjoyed the show, though, please give us five stars on uh, whatever platform you're listening to. And uh, share it, follow, subscribe. I don't know what all the buttons are on, on your platform. If you want to, follow us on Instagram at nobuts underscore show. And uh, we're going to start posting there more often, too. Twitter, I post on all the time, though. That's Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. Uh, go ahead and follow that. The, the bots have found me. I've got lots of bots that are following me but i love for real people to follow me as well so go ahead and give that a follow i hope everyone had a great new year's weekend hope everyone's having a great new year's day reserve on this monday and uh see y'all wednesday when we talk about the monday game that we did not talk about during the show really <laughs> but Bengals are gonna win so we'll be celebrating bye